Well, listen, we are, on, we are in the week of the advent of joy, and uh, I, want to, I want to come at this from Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verses 39, and, uh, and through verse 12, uh, verses uh, 1 through 3. And so we have that here. And, and what's happening is the, the author is, is speaking to the church, and he just listed the, the chapter of faith right, the great cloud of witnesses, the hall of faith, and he's just stated this amazing list of all of these people, Abraham, Isaac, Noah, Esther, you know, all these people that have been faithful to the Lord, and then he, and then he continues on, these were all commended for their faith, and yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Can you th think about that for a minute? He just listed everybody who's known for their faith that they trusted God, that they went through. Think about Daniel. He literally got thrown into a lion's den because he refused to stop praying and asking God for his promises to be visited upon Israel. They passed a law that said, no more praying to other gods. Daniel's like, I don't care what you have to say. I have always prayed to God, and I will continue to pray to God. You can pass a law if you want. You'll find me doing what I was already doing because he is the Lord. And they toss him in a lion's den. And what does he do? God shuts the mouth of the lion. But Daniel, even in the midst of that, didn't receive the promise that God gave to Adam and Eve in the garden that Jesus Christ would come. And that God, through Christ, would redeem everything and make all things new. They didn't, they didn't get that. Abraham was given a promise. And Abraham died having not yet seen that the blessing that would come through Christ, it says through your seed, not seeds, but through your seed, meaning Christ, all of the world will be reconciled and redeemed. And Abraham died not seeing that promise yet come to pass. But he looked out and it says he saw a city a garden city, right? Come on. That whose builder was not with human hands, but that God would build. And you guys know what that is. The new heaven and the new earth. The new Jerusalem coming down when God creates a new heaven and a new earth. And all together, look at what the scripture says. All together, it would be made perfect. This is the joy that we're talking about. And it's amazing to me because I got to tell you, I don't think I'm as cool as Daniel yet. <laughs> right? I don't think I've had an opportunity to do what Daniel did. I haven't had an opportunity to do what Abraham did yet. But here's what I do know, whether I do or I don't, my joy is in that in Christ on that day, whether I die of natural causes here or whether we see him come Literally see him come without first dying a natural death. Either way, I know this, it will only be together that we receive the reward, which comes only when Jesus Christ brings it and says, that's it. That's it. Everyone has heard the gospel of the kingdom. Everyone has had an opportunity to accept or reject me and my Father and the Holy Spirit and the gospel of good news and my redemption. And it's time. And he'll come and he's going to redeem everything. And you know what? It won't just be Joshua Revis although I am definitely worth waiting for, it will be all of us together and it will be perfect. Are you with me? And you're in on it. You and I are in on it. There's another place where it says that angels and prophets 
have waited and pined to see the things that you see. The mystery, Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's where our joy is coming from. So he continues on. So it's only together it's made perfect. But then he continues, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Come on. Come on, aren't you glad we take communion every week? The sin that so easily entangles. How many of you guys judged somebody in your heart this week? How many of you lusted? Dang it. How many of you got drunk? Stop getting drunk. You can drink. It's a sin to get drunk. Shoot. Right? How many of you had a delicious sandwich and then had three more? <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's not be re-entangled to these false comforts, these things that God gave. And he said, this is good. You enjoy it. And we're like, give me more and give it to me instead of you. Right? The sin that so easily entangles. Lord, thank you. Let's cast those things off. Thank you that we, we remember that Jesus gave us forgiveness. I'm working on a song right now. And I'm so excited about this line. I, my wife, I'm driving her crazy. She's already sick of the song. I'm not even done writing it. Because when I find a line, I just have to, I just have to keep singing it because it, like the rest of the song sort of forms on that. On that. And, 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 and it's simply this. It just, keeps, it just keeps ringing in my ears. It just makes me smile. It just makes me laugh. And it's simply this. And as the day breaks, your mercy hits the ground running. And as the day breaks, your mercy hits the ground running. I love that that the mercies of God are new every morning and the day breaks and as long as it's today, you and I can turn to him and say, God, whew, I couldn't buy it, I couldn't earn it, I couldn't hold on to it, but Jesus Christ gave it to me and the Father's forming Christ in me right now. I have joy because of what he's done. And if I fell down, I still have joy because as the day breaks, as long as it is today, don't harden your heart. His mercies are new every morning. As the day breaks, his mercy hits the ground running. And there he is. Joshua, get up, buddy. Come on. Everything's awesome. <laughs> Come on. It's the joy. It's the joy. But it's not a joy that I manufacture. My wife will attest to you. My daughters will attest to you. My son-in-law will attest to you. The joy that I manufacture is a little more manic and a little less encouraging. There, Karen luckily is in the nursery. I actually made sure, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. All right. We're reflecting a joy that comes from something outside of ourselves initially. It ends up inside of us. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is within us. Why? Because Christ is being formed in us. So it ends up in us, okay? But it doesn't start in us. <laughs> I used to work with this guy that I, I really dig this guy. He is a fun guy. His name is Colt. We used to work together at Les Schwab. And there's, <laughs> there's this guy that's coming in. Bless his heart. <laughs> I just came from Texas. By the way, in Texas, somebody says, oh, bless your heart. It is not a compliment. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're doing a good job right then. It means you said something stupid. Or you need to be learning. <laughs> like, that's not good. It's not good. So I'm using that in that context. Bless his heart. This guy comes in and he's like, well, praise the Lou, you brother. How you doing? God's so good. I'm just so excited. 
And this guy, Colt, who at that time was not following the Lord, he comes up, he goes, do you know that guy? And I said, yeah, I know that guy. I'm going to say his name's, uh... I'm not going to say his name. I'm not even going to make up a name. Because you might have that name, and then you'll be like, hey, that's my name. I'm going to say his name's Josh. How's that? All right, I'll use that one. So I go, yeah, I know him. I know Josh. He goes, yeah, what's his deal? And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, when I see somebody that's always that happy, I just keep an eye on him to see what's really going on. And you know what came out later? Here's what's interesting. This guy didn't even know the Lord yet, but he had a very good gift of discernment. That guy had an anger problem that had been kept hidden. And he was destroying his family. But he's trying to manufacture a joy that he did not have. Now, that man has gone through some intense healing, and he's healing his family. Now, God is healing his family, lest you guys worry that this is all sadness. But what's my point? My point is you and I can put on a cute little praise hallelujah show, but that's not necessarily the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord can only come from God. It's more than just words. Are you with me? I feel like a cold <laughs> wind just came in. You guys are like... Well, this is terrible. But are you, guys, are you guys hearing me? Have you ever tried to create something that you have no ability to create? That's joy. You cannot create joy. However, you can look to the creator and you will begin to access joy. You will begin to be filled with joy. You will begin to draw strength from joy because the man of joy, Jesus Christ, is being formed in you. But that will only happen when you and I actually look to the one who is joy. Are you guys with me? So let me unpack this a little further. Are you guys still tracking with me? What about you young people? Are you good? I was supposed to tell the young people that there's some cool little kits somewhere in the back if you want them. So if I'm boring you, or if you're a parent and you're bored and you're like, yes, my kid needs one slash husband, they are in the back, so, but we're almost done here. All right. <laughs> we must turn to the one who actually gives us the joy because we can't just manufacture words that's going to carry us through this world. So let me continue with the scripture. Here we go. It says this, let's not continue to get drunk. Let's not continue to get entangled in sin. Let's lay those things off. Let's have two pints, not 12 pints. Are you guys with me? All right. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. This is what I'm talking about with joy. Who came, whose, whose birthday are we celebrating that came? Emmanuel, Paul just talked about it, Elder Paul, right? Emmanuel, God with us, came. That person, Jesus, we look and we fix our eyes on him the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Now we're beginning to actually access the person of joy, Jesus. And it says this, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. When Jesus came here, this is a beautiful time. We're celebrating the miraculous birth where the Holy Spirit hovered over the Virgin Mary and her womb was filled with the seed of God and Christ was born a human an incredible miracle. We're looking to his birth, but Jesus, the son of God, who always already existed with God, came and became a person for a reason. And that reason was to redeem us, and not only us, but all of creation. 
so that, so that evil would not win, so that wickedness would not win, that racism would not win, sexism would not win, greed would not win. Are you with me? He said, that is not what's going to happen. My son is going to come. And the son said, I will come. And he said, there's only one way I can do this, and it's to go to the cross and die the death that we all deserve to die. You do understand, none of us are good enough, big enough, smart enough, strong enough, holy enough, pure enough, pure motivated enough to judge the world, to save the world. Only one was able to do that, but he had to come as a man and stay sinless, and that was Jesus and he suffered every single thing that we've suffered. He was treated as illegitimate because no one believed that God made Mary pregnant. Are you with me? It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, sure, God made you pregnant. Yeah, right. Do you think people believe that? He was, he was scorned. He, no one believed in his legitimacy. He was murdered because they're like, you're an imposter. But he understood what he came to do. And it says this, for the joy that was set before him. You guys, what was the joy? Our redemption with his father and his father's joy over us being restored to dad. And for that joy, he endured that cross. Now let me ask you about you. What cross are you and I enduring? Because he says, look to him, look to him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so you won't grow weary and lose heart. You guys, we have reason to grow weary, don't we? How many of you guys have ever, or how many of you guys are engaged in doing something really hard right now? How many of you have some friends that think you're an absolute lunatic for believing in a religion whose author is a dude, the father. Right? How many of you are being mocked by someone else because you believe that God actually establishes identity and we don't get to construct it? How many of you are being mocked because you're standing in the gap in a way that isn't popular right now? How many of you are seeking to be faithful in your finances when right now everything around you looks like economic doom? How many of you, whatever it is, what's the cross that you're having to bear right now? Because you have a real one. You have a real, are you with me? You have a real one. And what, what we're being encouraged here is for the joy set before us to endure it. Now, if we are going to pretend like we don't all have a cross to bear, this life is going to be very confusing. Are you with me? It's going to be very confusing if no one told you that there would be hard things that we have to face. It's going to be very confusing if you think that we won't have trouble in this world. I remember when I went to school and I was super excited to meet all of these people because I don't actually know about strangers. I just have friends I haven't met yet. But as it turned out, not everybody liked me. And as I was out on the recess field, and they had abandoned the soccer ball, and were just all kicking me in the junk, and this is a true story, I realized life can be very hard. <laughs> it occurred to me. You guys, <laughs> it's Christmas, 
and I suddenly regret that story a little bit. It is a true story. It's a true story. Let's carry on. You know what? It didn't change who I was. And I knew that I was there to love the people around me regardless of when they missed the soccer ball. And eventually, all of those people became my friends. Are you with me? Why? Because that's what I was there for. That was what I was there for. It was not going to change because of what they did. I know what I'm about. And I want to encourage everyone here today. Jesus knows what he's about. For the joy set before him, he endured pain. And I want to tell you right now, guys, we live in a world that is filled with pain. Do we not? We live in a world that's filled with conflict and lies and manipulation and fear and shame. We, deli- we live in a world that's, that's still filled with sexism and racism and, and every other ism. It's still here, guys. It's, it's, it's sin. It comes from the evil one, and we have all participated and collaborated in one shape or another. But Jesus came that through his cross... For the joy set before him, he would reconcile all that will come back to the Father, and we're part of that. So I want to encourage you today, if you're discouraged and you're growing weary and well-doing, I want you to stop looking at the problem. Don't ignore the problem, but look up. Okay, Lord, what am I working towards? What's the end game here? Why are we here? And when you and I begin to look at Jesus, the perfecter of our faith, his joy then the conclusion of the matter then begins to strengthen us. It begins to fill us again with a tenacity and a confidence and a hope that's founded in the outcome. And what is that outcome? That there's nothing you're going through right now that you won't be rewarded for. That there's no place where you've been and where you are where you're not releasing the blessing of God. There's nothing that you endure There's nothing that you do. It says even if you give a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus, you won't lose your reward. You guys, the Father is going to complete this good work. Jesus is going to come. And every area where you are right now and everything that you do in the name of Jesus, you will be rewarded. And every space and every place and every word and every area where we've extended the kingdom, we will hear the same words that Jesus heard when he said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Beloved, this is the joy that we're focusing on in this season. Jesus will redeem all things. And in the meantime, he is redeeming them little by little by little until he himself finishes it. That's the joy that we're looking at. So we don't manufacture it. We can't. We look to him and we say, okay, I might be in the middle of this, but I know where I'm going and I know that what I'm doing now is actually connected to what's coming. Are you with me? We're moving towards the kingdom and the kingdom is moving towards us and it will meet and we will look upon the work of our hands and the work of our God And we will see together with all of the saints, Jesus get his full reward. And all things will be redeemed.